You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live-fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. Ransomware scores in Alberta, and it's low-cost and low-risk elsewhere, too, so back up your files. Twitter credentials turn up for sale on the dark web, although Twitter itself seems not to have been breached. Old LinkedIn compromises are being used to craft spear phishing campaigns in Europe. This week's NATO conference takes up cyber workforce development, surprising approaches to innovation, the need for more cooperation, and the risk of strategic surprise. Silence becomes the cyber sector's newest unicorn, and there's another cyber fumble in the NFL. I'm Dave Fittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Thursday, June 9th, 2016. Ransomware spreads as this low-cost, low-risk caper continues to grow in popularity among the criminal element. This week, Canada's University of Calgary is one of the latest victims to pay up, sending $20,000 Canadian, that's about $16,000 U.S. dollars, to extortionists who locked up its systems. As we've seen in the Hollywood Presbyterian incident, the decision to pay was a cost-benefit one. One university official said, quote, the last thing we want to do is lose someone's life's work, end quote. And the easiest way to avoid that was to pay the ransom. The attack was discovered on May 28th. The university hasn't said what strain of ransomware was involved, and Calgary police are investigating. Over the weekend, more than 100 million VK credentials turned up for sale in the dark web. At midweek, users of another social media platform, Twitter, faced a similar problem. 32 million Twitter credentials are now up for sale. The handle associated with this theft, tessa88 at exploit.im, also appeared in connection with the VK breach. It seems that the problem in this later case is not Twitter's, and Twitter has been actively tweeting that it's investigated and is confident that it hasn't itself been breached. Suspicion currently focuses on a connection between these Twitter users and the old breaches of LinkedIn, MySpace, and Tumblr. That old breaches can continue to do damage for years may be seen not only in this incident, but also in a spear phishing campaign currently afflicting Europe. Data from the LinkedIn breach is being exploited to craft unusually specific and convincing messages to closely targeted victims. It's worth noting that Twitter credentials seem to fetch a higher price than corresponding data from VK. The hacker asked for one Bitcoin, about $570, for all 100 million-plus VK accounts, but Tessa88 wants 10 times this amount, according to reports, for Twitter data. 10 Bitcoin, roughly $5,800. Issues of cyber workforce development continue to worry both industry and government. 
They've come up at NATO talks underway in Estonia, and industry continues to nag schools to do more to inspire and develop students for careers in the field. Some see generational problems here. The U.S. White House, for example, laments that its lagging technological setup makes it hard to recruit millennials to work there. They think the president's IT is, as the kids say, lame. There's also a view abroad in the travel industry that millennials are particularly vulnerable to cyber threats faced by travelers, because millennials are particularly accustomed to and dependent on internet access. But travelers of all ages face risks when they're abroad. We spoke to one expert, Authenticate Scott Petrie, about some of the measures people might use to protect themselves while they're traveling. My advice to my friends, if they're using a mobile phone is to shut off Wi-Fi. Don't auto-join any network because of the embarrassing ease with which a Wi-Fi network can be spoofed. It's very easy for me to run something called a rogue access point. I can basically publish my Wi-Fi router with that same name or that same SSID of that network, and your phone will automatically connect to my network. So your access point into the public internet would be through the Wi-Fi node that I control, and that would give me the ability to sort of break open your data and start snooping your information and, in a worst case, potentially even steal your information. And, of course, it's not just your Internet access point that's vulnerable. Your web browser itself is a common threat vector, and Petrie and his team at Authenticate have what they say is an effective solution. Run your browser from the cloud. The list of vulnerabilities in accessing Internet services is really endless. And, and, and what we've done is we've said, let's keep all of the web code, all of the HTML, all of the JavaScript, all of the Flash, all of the cookies and trackers off of the user's device. We run a disposable browser in the cloud uh, on our servers, and then we provide a high-fidelity display of that browser session to the user's device. So the only thing that's reaching the user's device is a display of that remote browser session, so they're keeping themselves away from any exploitive code. And to tie it together with the Wi-Fi story, we speak over a point-to-point encrypted protocol so that we know that the client we're presenting the data to is actually the client, and there's no one in the middle trying to snoop the packets. So we've designed this to be as close to end-to-end secure for accessing the Internet uh, as, as can be developed, even to the point where you can use an infected PC over a corrupted Wi-Fi hotspot and none of your data is going to be exposed because it's securely speaking our protocol to the browser that's running on our servers. That's Scott Petrie from Authenticate. That's the word authentic and the number eight. At NATO's conference, senior officials of the Atlantic Alliance don't like the way they've been surprised by mostly Russian initiation of hybrid warfare in recent years. They're looking for better use of intelligence products and improved intra-alliance cyber cooperation. Estonia, which has long punched far above its weight in cybersecurity, had pointed out that budget constraints can breed innovation. They've found that if you have less to work with, you're often forced to be more creative. But money does continue to flow into the cyber sector. Despite some rocky IPOs and reports that venture capital is becoming more skeptical, the industry this week welcomes its newest unicorn, as Silence's Series D round puts the company's valuation above $1 billion. The chief technologist of the Federal Trade Commission, the agency that's aggressively pushing to become one of the biggest U.S. enforcers of cybersecurity law and policy, shared her own recent experience of identity theft. Someone apparently walked into a phone store and hijacked her mobile number. The thief used a fake photo ID. 
The FTC advises victims of such fraud to report it to identitytheft.gov. And finally, listeners to American Sports Talk Radio, and you know who you are, will have heard Tuesday's and Wednesday's kerfuffle over the National Football League's apparent tweet that the league's commissioner had passed away. It was, of course, a hoax, an unfunny joke. Commissioner Goodell is alive and well. How the NFL's account was hijacked remains under investigation, although the league has recovered control of its Twitter presence. The credentials seem to have been compromised by some miscreants, as Dark Reading calls them, calling themselves the Peggle Crew, and possibly associated with a now-suspended Twitter account, I Dis Everything. The compromise may have been enabled by hacking an NFL staffer's email. The NFL Twitter account's password is said to have been olson 3 culvercam 88 which Ars Technica sniffs at as weak. Still, it seems to us, better than da-da-da. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. And joining me once again is Joe Kerrigan from the Johns Hopkins University Information Security Institute. Joe, uh, when it comes to backup, you can back up locally, you can back up to the cloud. That's right. You could do both. You what can are, do both. What are the pros and cons of uh, each of those methods? You should do both. That's first. All right. Uh, the pros and cons are you're kind of defending against two different uh, eventualities. Uh, first off, you should be backing up your data. Eventually, your, your hard drive is a physical device. It's going to crash. It's going to fail at some point in time. It's a ticking time bomb, it as is. they say. Yep. They wear out. So if you have a backup locally... Uh, let's say you have one of these little uh, extra external drives, or maybe you actually are, are talented enough to set up a, a RAID array in your house mm-hmm. uh, that where you can keep these files off of your machine and onto another machine. 
uh, that pr- protects you from a hard drive failure, but it doesn't protect you, say, from like your house burning down. Mm. Right. So if your house burns down, of course, the first thing that happens is the fire department shows up and they spray water everywhere. <laughs> That's generally not good for electronics. No. So there's also a cloud backup solution. There's a number of uh, different providers out there that that provide backup uh, where they encrypt your your files on online. And these are all big companies, and the, and they're they're people you can trust with your data, I would suppose. But uh, you know, there have been cases where these companies have just stopped. Uh, stopped functioning or, or actually gotten hacked in the case of one company called Code Spaces, which was a, a code repository for collaboration and also for backup of source code. Uh, somebody got their credentials to their Amazon cloud. They were running in the Amazon cloud and, and just deleted all the machines for, for that company, essentially just destroyed the company um, and took everybody's backups and, and destroyed them. So you're really putting your, your fate in someone's hands if that cloud service provider has some sort of catastrophic failure or some kind of major security breach. You could be subject to that as well. That's right. And that's, that is the risk with these cloud storage providers is a security breach. Of course, that's also going to be dependent upon you as the user of these servers to make sure that you behave in a way that is more secure than anybody else, really. And that's, you know, I guess that's kind of what you're, you're hoping is that you, you're the guy that's hard to, hard to guess his password so they, they don't bother you because there's hundreds of people out there whose passwords are easy to guess. Right, right. I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so really, a, a belt and braces uh, approach. Uh, good to have uh, both local backup and cloud storage. Why not? They're, these things are inexpensive and, and they are readily very available. Cheap. Very cheap. Yeah. All right, Joe Kerrigan, good advice as always. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. And now a word from our sponsor, SpyCloud, the leader in operationalizing cybercrime analytics. Traditional threat intelligence is a thing of the past. Cyber criminals are stealing vast amounts of credentials, session cookies, and financial data every day, and it's hard to keep up. SpyCloud is the trusted partner businesses turn to to fully understand their darknet exposure risk and neutralize threats before it's too late. SpyCloud alerts your organization as soon as an employee or customer's data appears on the darknet, so you can act faster than bad actors to prevent cyber attacks like ransomware, session hijacking, account takeover, and online fraud. With insights from the industry's largest repository of recaptured data, protect the digital identities and systems most important to your business. Get your free corporate darknet exposure report at spycloud.com slash cyberwire. 
and see what information criminals have in their hands today. That's spycloud.com slash cyberwire.